Dietary bond issuance was at $8.15 billion as of June, pushing the outstanding cat bond market to a new record at over $29 billion. Here with a look at the uh, catastrophe bond market, Daniel Strander, he, Stander, excuse me, he is Global Managing Director at RMS Risk Management Solutions. Uh, it's a global catastrophe risk modeling company. He joins us on the phone uh, from the UK. Daniel, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. Welcome. Talk to us a little bit about the catastrophe bond catastrophe bond market and the type of issuance we've seen? Well, we've seen um, unprecedented issuance this year. It's a market that's uh, been growing um, considerably over time. Um, And we saw, um, if you like, go back to the 1990s um, when they first began, they were the preserve really of financial services uh, companies um, sharing risk with one another. Um, And then more recently, um, we found that um, public sector entities, so governments um, and large corporates, have been experimenting with them and they've been catching on and the market has been increasing. That's interesting. Uh, You know, investors who are maybe curious about this market, what is it that they need to know before kind of venturing in? That's a really good question, actually, because this, uh, this market you need to you need to understand very well. Um, so first, maybe I should just explain what a parametric cap bond is, mm-hmm. in case any of your listeners aren't aware. Um, so it's essentially a risk-linked security, um, which transfers a specific set of risks from an issuer to an investor. And the investors obviously take on the risks of a specified event occurring um, in return for uh, a rate of return. Um, should the qualifying event occur, then obviously the investors lose their principal um, and that they've invested, and the issuer would receive that money to cover um, their anticipated losses. So if you're going to move into this market, you really need to be able to understand um, the triggers that cause payouts for these kinds of parametric cap bonds. What are the typical kind of parametric cat bonds that are out there that are issued? So they're they're used to cover um, a whole range of um, different perils, Mm -hmm. risks. Essentially, anything that you can measure, um, which can act as a reliable proxy for a loss, can be turned into a securitized bond. So let me give you an example. in 2003, FIFA, the world governing authority for the soccer, um, securitized the risk of the 2006 World Cup not taking place, specifically the final itself not happening. Um, and so they essentially bought one of these parametric bonds um, to securitize that risk. But similarly, African nations have bought cap bonds to cover themselves for the impacts of drought. Caribbean islands have bought them for um, for hurricanes and for windstorms. Uh, the country of Turkey buys one to protect itself from catastrophic earthquakes. The state of California buys them um, to protect itself from earthquakes. And we've just seen um, New York State renew its cap bonds um, for um, uh, for its MTA in the uh, in, in the downtown um, um, sorry in the downstate region um, to cover all of its uh, metro facilities. And, and I should also mention that um, um, pandemic, infectious disease, was uh, recently securitized for the first time. So you have a whole range of different um, types of shocks and stresses that can be securitized through these, these, these mechanisms. What are the typical durations on this type of investment? Um, I would say a typical bond length is about three years. Um, and what you tend to find is that issuers... Um, have a, a rolling program of them. So I mentioned uh, the state of California, the, uh, um, the California Earthquake Authority um, just 
um, issued a bond uh, for $925 million. Um, that wasn't its first bond. It had um, a portfolio that was in excess of a billion outstanding. And typically, they roll around three years. Um, and as one rolls off, you have the option to renew or miss out a year and then um, come back to the market the, the, the year later. So uh, um, we, we've seen um, bond uh, transaction lengths that, sh- that are shorter, but, but the, uh, the typical duration is around three years. Very different, though, from an insurance policy, right, in terms of kind of how they work and certainly in terms of what triggers them. Yes. Well, uh, th- th- there's there some key differences. I mean, they are a bit like insurance, but um, mm, I true. think there are probably four types of key differences. So first of all, it's the investors. Um, it's not your traditional insurer investors. They're what I would call regular investors, pension funds, hedge funds, those that historically have tended to invest in core assets, the money markets, uh, large-cap equities, property. Um, but he, so, so that's the first thing that's different, the, the investor base. Daniel, Daniel we, just have, we just have about 20 seconds left here, so I just want to let you be able to finish on a, a complete thought. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Well, let, let, so, so then I, I would say, unlike an insurance policy, which has an annual term, we, we just covered this, these are multi-year. That gives the, the issuer some security. Third, importantly, the capital is fully collateralized, sitting in a third-party account, waiting to be claimed. And finally, and maybe most interestingly, is the way the bonds are triggered. You mentioned this before, um, unlike traditional insurance, which is indemnity-based, where you have to prove that you've had a loss, with these parametric triggers, you don't necessarily have to prove a loss. Rather, they trigger when certain conditions are met, when the ground shakes or when the wind blows. Daniel Stander, thank you so much for walking us through that from RMS.